Ding ding boys. I feel that we are redeemed. Behold God your redeemer cometh. Thee before thou except after thine. But not in swine wine. We want the divine kind. Renew our mind. Holy! Thank you, Jesus. Bless every person as they tune in tonight with the blessing of Enoch. Arato Corriare. Lindere Marrondo Carriere. Lord of God. Pushka. I hate the devil. <laughs> Glory. I love you, Holy Ghost. If by the Holy Ghost we drive out demons, then you know that the kingdom of heaven has come upon you. We thank you, Father, for your kingdom, your glory, and your power. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. And all power is yours. We thank you, Father, for saving us through Jesus Christ. In faith in that name, we have been raised up. It is not by anything that we have done that this man stands here today, whole, healed, healthy, but by faith in the name of Jesus Christ alone, whom you crucified, but God raised from the dead. That is the reason why he stands whole, healed, and healthy through Jesus Christ. And he's talking about you. <laughs> he's talking about your neighbor. 
whole, healed, and healthy. Redundant in the commandment of his glory. I love you, Father. Take us into deeper holiness. Let us know a greater purity that we didn't even know existed. Not a purity from earthly discipline. You can do that in Buddhism. You can do that in Satanic, Freemason, false Christianity. You can do that in the military. You don't need God for any of that humanism. You need God for God's level of purity, which is the greatest power we're going to step into in the coming days. Purification is constant after you're born of the Spirit and water. It's not a minor aspect of the gospel. It's the very function of living water that birthed you. You're born of the Spirit, you're born of water. What is the function of water to wash and make clean? Huge bronze sea in front of Solomon's temple. Why? To wash and make clean. Now you have a crystal sea before Jesus Christ in heaven to wash you and make you clean from your sins, from your iniquities, from your transgressions, from immorality, which is idolatry, from pride and stubbornness, which is the main thing that we want to take out in everyone tonight. There's a focus on Jambres. Jambres is white magic, white sorcery, or you get your Freemason white house, which is worldly wisdom, which is also worldly Laodicean Christianity that has less than nothing to do with the kingdom of heaven. That's why people are offended everywhere, because they're full of Laodicean white jambres magic arts of the Egyptian sorcery of Satan and his angels in worldly wisdom in a false tree of life that's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil with wandering stars in it following 200 million holy spirits and it's like a different holy spirit for each denomination and they all think they're right they're all divided against each other fruits of the flesh divisions factions arguments how many y'all know god is one here O israel the lord is god and the lord is one and you shall love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength and love your neighbor in the same way that you love yourself all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments jesus christ said that's called the royal law which means if you understand scripture at that level that all the bible hangs on that commandment you rise up into royalty practicing the royal law is what makes you a royal priesthood if you don't practice the royal law called the new covenant which means new commandment covenant means commandment it's really 
what Red Letter Ministries is modeled after, the Word of Jesus Christ, the commandment of the new and better covenant. <clears throat> the law came through Moses. Grace and truth through Jesus Christ. Dori bakunda, eri mor bakus, rima kariri, tindri mandrato, shindra vorra, bandre vodrigedrei, tindra trubuka, piskutras. Lord, deliver us from unknown sorcery. <laughs> These magic arts are something else, y'all. We're gonna get you. People usually gotta get offended first. They usually gotta get way off in uh, Jandis and Jambres before they realize they've wandered from the trail, from the path of lightnings. Usually gotta taste your sin. I wish it weren't so, but been doing this long enough to realize that people oftentimes have to hit a wall to humble themselves before they can be humbled by God. They have to be humbled by circumstances, situation, and that's what the wilderness is. The wilderness is you dealing with you while you blame others. The wilderness is when you don't take any responsibility over your own soul because you don't even know what's in it. Because you don't go up the mountain, you're not purified, you don't understand anything Moses is talking about. Thunder and lightning, all this crazy stuff of righteousness and wisdom. It's like he's speaking a different language. It's the language of God. But the people didn't want to hear it lest they died. So you, you have to be in a place where you're not afraid of death, but you're also in love with life. And you're in love with the path. You have to love the path of righteousness because it's the path of Jesus. The way of the Lord is the Lord himself. He is the stairway. Jesus, the man, is the stairway of ascension. The word of God, the Psalms 120 to 133. The Psalms of ascension. The Psalms of rising up. What is it? The word of God. Praise. Going higher. Loving the word. Loving righteousness. Loving the sword. You notice every day, people come to a place where the sword is no longer their friend. I was cool with RLM until you stepped on those toes. And they come to a place where the sword is like impassable because it guards the higher things of God every season of your life until you're married to the sword of the Lord, the word of God, Jesus Christ, and become the bride of Christ through crucifixion of your whole heart and your mental attitude and your bones, which is your will. What are you doing with your will? Going up into the high places. The bones have to marry the word. The, the marrow and the blood has to marry the word. It's a blood covenant. Amen? You've given your bloodlines to the cultivated olive tree of Israel. That's what the Bible teaches. And now born again, we often want to stay in our animal blood after we're born again and just only give him our spirit. And that's why we're torn to shreds in our soul and our mind and our flesh and die of sickness and disease like regular sinners 
and only our spirit part of us is even saved. It's not normal Christianity. It's normal Christianity. Devils try to make that normal, so you believe in death more than life because the resurrection's unknown. Because we're lost. God wants to help us get found. And He's not going to do it in a way that's misunderstood like in times past where the people just totally rejected it. He's going to do it through a company of sons, a Gideon's 300. We're going to raise them up in this ministry. When you pioneer something, people always think it's crazy, but then all of a sudden it's like they start experiencing higher realms and it becomes normal. Thank God for the book of Enoch. Been reading it every single day. Every day. I need to. <clears throat> I need to catch up on Enoch. Enoch and Ezekiel, but especially Enoch. In the spirit. Not in the brain, not in the soul. Flesh counts for nothing. You can't ascend through mental ascension. You could listen to Enoch in your brain and never rise one step off the earth into the heavenlies. But if your spirit's fed because you've been doing the works of the Holy Spirit and living in the excellence and the purity of the Holy Spirit, then your spirit's ready for strong meat of the word. But if your spirit's dead because everything God says to you just is stuck in your head and you're just top heavy, which is all ego, it's all soulish, it's all sorcery, it's all witchcraft, it's all brain, it's all flesh, that's what the maggots and the flies of Belial are. Satan comes with scripture. Every single temptation of Jesus Christ in the Bible was the devil quoting scripture at the Lord Jesus. Not one exception in the Bible. Which means <clears throat> when the scripture just comes into the head, it's an interpretation of scripture from the mountain of Greece. Understand this now, seven mountains of seven stars that fell from heaven. That's the kingdom of this world. Satan's kingdom. They will become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ when we grow in wisdom with the seven spirits of God and crucify those seven mountains in our own souls, which are our seven interior castles that need to be totally annihilated through righteousness. And you can melt those mountains in your own hearts. And you can melt the kingdoms of this world in your own minds and in your own blood and be without excuse towards neighbor, towards spouse, towards situation. Don't even matter what nation you're in. Don't matter if you're in first world, third world. It don't. People think it ma makes a big deal. It doesn't. The big deal is that you have an understanding of God. A wisdom from God that is first of all pure and peace-loving. This is the wisdom that makes peace because it kills beasts that cause all harm and damage, that cause all chaos and confusion, that cause all poverty and disease. It's all caused by the beasts of the field, which is a class of demons that work in the terrestrial realm. And there's millions of those buggers running around. But if you have wisdom and understanding, if you have counsel, and might, if you have knowledge in the fear of the Lord, and you have the Spirit of the Lord upon you like Jesus Christ, in the way of the Lord, born of the same seven spirits of God, born of the Holy Ghost in the fullness of deity in bodily form, and your spirit is regenerated, and your spirit is born of God, therefore it's full of God at birth. You understand that in the natural, you get all the DNA at birth. You ain't trying to put more DNA in them after they come out of your belly. You know, we know that in animal, but for some reason in angel, we don't get that yet. 
an angel, we think, oh, maybe if we put more God sperm genetic in there, we get a more born-again thing. You already got the fullness of deity in bodily form the day you are born again. And you can't get any more born again than born again. Why do we say get born again again? It's a it's a recutting of the soul off of the spirit because of how much witchcraft you're buried under. Just so you understand what that actually is. But you can't be born again a second time. You can get twice dead. That's written in Jude. That's written in the Bible. You can die a second death, which means born again and then kill your spirit a second time through Jezebel's bewitchment and the sorcery of Egypt and the sorcery of Sodom, black and white magic arts. You can die a second death after being born again. That's written in the Word. But you can't get born again a second time. He wants you to understand more clearly the way of the Lord. So we need to go back into the first love of our God sperm genetics and the new creature in Christ, born of Yahweh. Now, let me teach you on Yahweh. Yahweh was the name for God in the Old Testament. It was so sacred they wouldn't write it out. You can write it out all day long. Get it tattooed on your forehead for all we care in the New Covenant. You're not under law. You're under grace. You got to obey the Holy Ghost. Which, that's what grace is. You got to obey the seven spirits of God. And you say grace is the license of sin. God forbid. It's not. Grace is the Spirit of God Himself, and if you abuse God's Spirit who's trying to rear you, raise you, discipline, teach you, illuminate you, save you in your souls, the function of the Holy Ghost is conception and rearing you to an age of becoming young lads in Christ. That's what the Bible says. You children in Christ, you've been born again. Yeah, hallelujah. First John says, you young men in Christ, young women in Christ, you have overcome the evil one. Overcoming the evil one is a level of maturity of the inner man where the demonic influence has gone to zero. You found the highway of holiness. So we don't even have lads in Christ. You'd be, you'd be strange. You'd be peculiar. You would stick out like a sore thumb and 99% of charismatic churches right now, if you're at Apostle John's level of lad, young lads, you've overcome the evil one, which means that all the potent sorceries of Babylon the Great, all that witchcraft of Jezebel, Athaliah, Ahab, all the works of religion, literally zero religion, guys. You can't overcome the evil one unless you've overcome external religious magic arts with wisdom and Stephen with a glowing face did it in his early 20s you don't have to be 72 you just have to be wise you just have to be crucified you just have to grow your spirit in the God sperm genetic offspring of the new creature and sacrifice the old creature which is making room for the glory you have to give your heart to the spirit amen you have to give your soul to purification clean and unclean in the new covenant now if you're clean in soul you're clean in flesh if you're unclean in soul you're unclean in flesh just because you're born again doesn't mean your soul's clean it's the exact opposite the bible teaches now you choose how much sanctification purification of soul and inheritance you have with Jesus Christ after your spirits regenerated. If you call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. Okay, now what are you can do with it. 
Clean your hearts. Circumcise your hearts. That's the eighth day. Symbolizing you don't do that when you're born again. It's a completely different experience of the circumcision of the soul than the born again of spirit and becoming a new creature. This is where the believers begin to oppose Moses, begin to fight Aaron, attack the mountain, get stoned to death, die of snakes and poison, start worshiping the Baal of Peor out here, start bringing in Dathan, start bringing in Miriam, which means bitterness, and they get into all the demon gods of Egypt after the Red Sea. And that's what we do. We get into all the spiritual wickedness because we didn't even believe in that stuff until we're a Christian. Now that you're a Christian, that's when that stuff tries to cling on to you. That's what the wilderness is. Jesus passed through it quickly, but he had to face all the highest things of the devil, the highest mountaintops of Satan's kingdoms. And when he faced it, he said, get stuff, Satan, and get out of here and be cast away right now in Jesus' name. And he went until an opportune time. What's the opportune time? Garden of Gethsemane. Yep. Satan's coming. Jesus knew it. But he has nothing in me. Why? Because Jesus stewarded the Holy Spirit in his heart and constantly cleansed the inside of his cup. He came in the likeness of sinful flesh. He came in the human experience of being reliant on the Holy Ghost in greater maturity in the Father. It's true. Out of your belly flows the Holy Spirit. Then he said, it's the Father in me. And it was different levels of power and authority, dominion and might, different levels of miracles, different levels of faith. You know, Jesus grew in faith. Truth and yeah, Jesus would read the word and discover that he was the Messiah. He was a boy in the flesh and his spirit awakened when he read the word. Truth anyhow, he didn't have anyone around him revelatory telling this stuff. The father himself revealed who Jesus was in the temple when he's 12. That's what the Bible says. And they were astonished by their son, Mary and Joseph, that he was calling himself the son of God at 12 I'm about my father's business. Wouldn't you know I'd be in the temple? He had already realized that he was the son of God at 12. And he wasn't mentally ill in religion. It was truth. And he astounded the men in their 70s who have spent 60 years reading the Bible. Some of them 8 to 16 hours a day. Scribes, teachers of the law and Pharisees, which is Bible teachers. All they did was read scrolls. All they did was study the Bible. And at 12, because he knew who he was in spirit, and it was real, and he was in agreement with the Father. So there was power and light and ability. When he would speak to them, it came with authority, even at 12, and the Bible says, it astonished all the elders of Israel. That's 12 years old in the spirit. That's when you're a young lad in Christ. You're going to have a 12. You're going to have a Holy Ghost, New Covenant, Bar Mitzvah, Bath Mitzvah. 
You don't need to have a Jewish party for it because your spirit will party as you get to that level of maturity on the inside in the hidden person of the heart. Jesus is the angel of the Lord. But he started as a one-cell organism. Uh-huh. And he grew and he grew in favor with God and in favor with men, which is inside in his inner man and outside in his outer man until he hit the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus, rode in on the donkey, the God of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is here at 33. And he became and matured into the exact outrained brilliance of the light being the exact same measure of light and power and authority and dominion as God the Father in this place. So that's the tree of life. Jesus himself is your creator, your savior, your redeemer, and your tree of life. That's your cross is awakening to him out of you. And the more you awaken into him out of you, each layer of pride and lust comes off your spirit Resurrection and ascension is realizing Jesus is really in you at higher and higher levels every single degree until you're standing physically before God the Father in the third heaven. Great awakening is simply realizing the cosmic tree of life at what level you've awakened to. You awaken to just fire insurance? Well, you're a, a one-year-old in Christ because that's the only measure your spirit is awake. It's the only measure you have faith for in his life. You only have faith for being a little baby, but the rest of it's just you, and you're only aware of you and your condition. So you're still sleeping in death. Awakening means that Jesus is becoming more real on the inside than you are on the inside. And Jesus is becoming more real on the outside than you are on the outside. And now you're clothed in white linen, which is clothed in Christ. You know, the Apostle Paul says, be clothed in Jesus Christ. Not clothed in you, not self-analyzing, self-critical, self-judgmental, which is self-hatred, which is you can't love anyone if you're in that because you can't love your neighbor as you love yourself if you're actually in a religious spirit towards yourself, applying scripture through your brain, which is the curse of the fall and the curse of the law together, killing you. You need to apply the cross to your brain and all of its blood, blood, all of its water, all of its spirit, all of its word, all of its throne, all of its angel power, all of God's will through Jesus Christ, right through your mind. And that's what renews your mind. The tree of life is wisdom and you can eat from it until you're fully awakened. Fully awakened is the same as being fully raised from the dead in the body in the body and you can't get sick at that level you can't even have snivels you can't cough i'm telling you now there are levels you're going to go to where you get gemstone rewards that are literal stars that are going to clothe your spirit 
putting on cosmic celestial garments. The Apostle Paul says, when God the Father grants you access into righteousness and you have a foundation of baptisms, the laying on of hands, and an understanding of the resurrection from the dead, if God permits, we will go on into advanced teaching and training in righteousness. Hebrews 6, it is written. Which means now I get aware a different level of power. I get to drink the cup above the curse. And it's not mixed with me anymore. It's not mixed with my drug culture anymore. It's not mixed with my sloth culture anymore. Anything earthly does not make it up into that level of cleanness. There's a cleanliness and a purity where the earthly no longer exists. That's what righteousness is. It's a place where you're a young lad in Christ. You're a 12-year-old in spirit. Now you're, you have discovered the highway of holiness. You can see it. It's before you. You're no longer blind. You're no longer dull. You're no longer carnally minded. You're no longer earthly. You're no longer the seven churches of Asia Minor, Revelation 2 and 3. You're heavenly. You're cosmic. You're celestial. You're son of righteousness. You're walking in the path of Enoch. You got the seven lightnings as your ceilings. You got the seven stars as your floor. And you're going from glory to glory now, physically, cosmically, in the tree of life, walking in God the Father's righteousness. This is the way before you when you purify your hearts from all that is under the sun. Not in good and bad and do's and don'ts, in elevations of awakening of where he flew up into. It's true. I know Elijah leads to Enoch. What are two witnesses? The torture of the earthly with what's available in the heavenly. And you just let your mind go wild because it's about anything. Two witnesses. It's anything higher than your carnal mind and your Janes sorcery and pride and stubbornness that we are condemning and critical of anything higher than our own mind, than our own heart. And we're just blind to the path above us because of so much pride under the sun. And the fallen angels fill our cup so that anything that's spoken from a cosmic region from the path of Enoch, from the Son of Righteousness, from actual biblical maturity of Revelation 4.1 that is unknown in the earth today except through a few mystics on the planet trying to save everyone to go up into a higher place because like it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Anyone that doesn't ascend and rise or awaken into the tree of life and put on wedding garments, the Bible says if they're not wearing them, they're tossed into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth forever. Now that's years in the future, but it could be really, really soon if you're supposed to put it on right now. Because if you deny these garments now, it's not like you get to put them on later. You have said no to the tree of life now. These people out there, they're not even held accountable because they've never heard the mid-heaven gospel. The angel preaching the eternal gospel mid-air, book of Revelation, it is written. Which means they're not accountable for what they don't know. They're like sheep without a shepherd. You're learning to be a shepherd with the staff of righteousness of Enoch's stars, the treasury of the stars, Enoch 72, and all sinners shall be ignorant of the stars. So they're ignorant of the stars. They're ignorant of the celestial realm and the cosmic garments. They're ignorant of the tree of life. They're ignorant of all the mystic realm of the second heavens. And they just condemn that whole realm and they're just stuck in the mud 
with mud-flinging Christianity, trying to splash water on each other out there, all the water down on earth is defiled. If you're down in even drinkers down on the earth, they're not drinking anything good. It's not even, God won't even call that good. It's not even acceptable anymore because we've raised the standard. I tell you the truth, it's not acceptable to be an earthly drinker. It's drinking in the pig trough. Pig trough, they have pig water. You can be a drinker of pig water. You can drink pig's blood. Psalm, uh, Isaiah 66, they're drunk on swine's blood, which is wine, blood is wine. They're drunk on pig wine. They're drunk on rat blood, which is rat wine. You can kind of look around here and tell who's drunk on pig wine and rat wine, and it's pretty obvious. And it's because of an earthly deception. It's because of Janae's black magic stubborn sorcery, which has no excellence in it. And because of this witchcraft and sorcery practiced in many drinkers' souls in the drunken glory movement, they've just gone full-blown sorcery. You've seen them out there. They've gone from bad to worse. It's pretty ugly. And the only one that's right is the one who is our righteousness, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And you can come into union with Him, come into consummation with Him, over the evil one and judge the ages as as the head of days you can cleanse everything down here the higher you go up bob jones called it a majority of one anybody in agreement with god the father on a cosmic level is the king of their whole region even if everyone hates them in the region like lot and sodom a righteous man who was tormented by the wickedness around him, scripture says. Like Noah and the whole earth. A righteous man who constantly tortured the wicked by his preaching of righteousness. By his preaching of lights and lightnings and suns and cosmic powers and abilities against the high level sorcery of the Sumerians pre-Diluvian in Pangaea. And it's real. They had high-tech, ancient, alien sorcery technology because they were taught of the 200 fallen watchers who descended on Mount Hermon, which is the place of the curse, which is where the temple to Pan, who I believe is the chief Satan of all the Satans, who does Pan's labyrinth that keeps everyone's confused, especially Christians, down in the dirt, walking around in a never-ending religious labyrinth, thinking that they're growing in Christ, but they're not ascending at all. It's just sorcery. You have to slaughter these demon gods out of your hearts and minds with the sword of your spirit to rise in Christ. You're piercing through the darkness in your own heart, in your own animal blood. Your body is now the temple of the sacrifice of the new covenant animal, mark of the animal. It's not beast. We've made all kinds of weird theology from that nonsense. It's the mark of living in the flesh. It's the mark of the flesh. That you're submitted to the outer man and your spirit doesn't have a sword, the sword of the spirit. Your spiritual sword or the sword that the spirit wields, which is you, your new creature in Christ has a sword piercing your hearts and elevations of awakening in the tree of life. Don't stop right down here in fire insurance and get bewitched in some kind of Billy Graham born again just spirit. Now I just be a good moral person on the outside. 
That's bewitchment. That's nonsense. You stay spirit. You grow spirit. You ascend spirit. You have the seven spirits of God in the new creature in Christ. You're born of the fullness of deity in that bodily form. Your bodily form can change if you repent into your first love because your first love is your union with Jesus. The consummation of your age. Your union, and there's 0% sexuality in it. It means the perfection of your union. This ain't natural. It's supernatural. That cleanses the natural and makes the natural supernatural. Naturally. It's not to confuse you. That's crystal clear to me. It will wash you in the living tree. There's life. People speak these other languages from the scriptures in the seven mountains. The seven mountains in the book of Enoch were the prison of all the fallen angels. So they got this whole seven mountain mandate out here in the charismatic church and they're basically teaching them sorcery. Truth in it's absolute craziness out here. And it's super popular in the glory stream. That's why unless you're God inside minded, it's like the blind leading the blind out there today in Babylon the Great. The only one that sees is the living word. The tree of life has all the light in it it's ever had. He is the Lord. He changes not. He had victory on the cross. He defeated Satan on the cross. That doesn't mean that the cross got big in your spirit so that you just go up into being a co-heir in Christ. Most Christians are not built up even to the sky. Most Christians aren't even built up into the sun. Enoch said, those who walk in the light of the sun shall never die. That's unknown in Christianity because our Christianity has been totally earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. And we just applaud all the works of Christians. We need 100,000 people to pray for something. It's totally anti-Christ. You just need one person practicing righteousness and raise the standard drown the world. That's what Hebrews 11 says. It's like everything we've been taught has been from the fallen angels after we're born again. I mean, what can you even believe? You have to go back to the drawing board. That's why people come in and they start hearing righteousness. It's a different religion. Yeah, because you've you've learned Jambres, white Christian sorcery taught of fallen angels in buildings made by human hands in a Christianity that was conceived by Satan and his angels. That's true. What about the Holy Ghost? Yeah, you have the Holy Ghost. What about him? Use him to have a prison escape. Like the call by Rick Joyner. Get out of those prison systems. We need to have a prison escape from buildings made by human hands. It's in the call, they were ran by SS officers. And when they explained to him, the pastors were SS Auschwitz prison camp officers. Guess how they reacted? They were immediately offended. Oh my God, this, no, that's a great pastor. My pastor is an apostle. My pastor is a great prophet. They have him on Elijah list. We love Elijah list. But I'm just telling you, that's how crazy it is out there. In the spirit, oftentimes you are incarcerated in your little groups and cliques and factions and divisions. Now up here in the cosmic tree of life, there's so few people, they think, man, this is that stuff is crazy. I tell you, you come up here, you're the majority of one. As you go closer and closer to the sun of righteousness by the actual purity of your soul, everything of the earthly burns off of you including any generational curse. And the closer you get to the throne of Jesus in the sun, because Jesus' throne 
in the starting gates of living at, as young lads in Christ at age 12 in Christ, which is your inner man being age 12, you start to have some wings, you start to be more angelic than animal, you start to be more heavenly than earthly at 12. In Jewish culture, that's when you become a man or woman. Well, in Christian culture of the real kingdom of heaven, that's when your spirit is more stronger than your flesh. And you can identify with the born-again creature. It's just subconscious, unconscious, because he's so well-formed in you. And your inner man is really glowing and it's bright and looks like God the Father. If God the Father were a 12-year-old, because you're the sons of God. You're the children of God, the offspring of God. You've been born of God. And you, now you're raised of God because you let the Holy Ghost be your master of all the decisions and attitudes of your heart and mind and all the movements of your bones in the earth. And you go, go straight up. He shall grow up as a tender shoot. Wasn't so much laterally, it was vertical. Understand the way of the Lord is not lateral. The way of the Lord is vertical. We need vertical ascension. We need wisdom. Wisdom builds seven pillars on the inside and lifts your soul into the heavenlies. And if any of you are deficient in wisdom and lack wisdom, ask God and he will give it to you generously it is written he will give you a bigger cross and we don't want to oh no god no don't give me more of that kind of wisdom i want jambre's wisdom wisdom that i can control in my brain get puffed up with knowledge teach me teach me mysticism teach me the sons of god revelation but keep me in the mountain of greece the mountain of rome the mountain of Medo-Persia, the mountain of Babylon. These seven mountains are like seven ancient civilizations. It's true. Greece is one of them. Most Christians have the Bible in the mountain of Greece. You have to completely unlearn all the garbage in your head because you haven't been taught by God. You've been taught of Pan, the God of Greece. The God of knowledge, and it's not spiritual knowledge, it's carnal, ape, Neanderthal, antichrist, scriptural, dead letter knowledge that's cursing you, killing you, and it's actually filling you with sorcery and making you, through ignorance, the children of Satan instead of the children of God. You have to grow up in Mount Zion. Zion has to be your classroom. The mountain of the Lord has to be your tutor, your teacher. If any other mountain is teaching you, than the mountain of Jesus Christ. That's a totally separate civilization. It's a totally separate kingdom. It's not even related to the kingdoms and the mountains of this world. You can't learn revelation in Greece. You can't even learn revelation in a fallen Hebrew culture that embraces signs and wonders. You can have a mountain of the Jews that rejected Jesus. You can have a mountain of Greece that seeks knowledge, Hebrews seeks signs and wonders, and it not be kingdom, and it not be the Holy Ghost at all. That's why it's so dangerous to be bewitched. You actually start learning Christianity on the wrong mountains in the world. You start climbing the mountain of Greece. By the time you're halfway up, you're so convinced you're right in your own brain, you become the complete and total enemies of Mount Zion. And that's why there's so many people opposing this mountain of the Lord. They grew up in the wrong education system, in the wrong mountain in the world. 
Those mountains have to be cast into the sea and they say it's because you're hating me. No, I hate Satan and his kingdom. You just happen to grow up in Satan's mountains. Those mountains are called in Enoch, the prison of all the fallen angels. And so those lights in those mountains, those Grecian Bible, you go to Bible school, you're in Greece. You can't learn any of this in Bible school. It has to come through direct revelation of the mountain of the Holy Spirit, Spirit Mountain, which is Zion, in you. The kingdom of heaven is in you. Jesus was rebuking them. They needed the teachers of the kingdom of heaven. But you don't want Grecian teachers seeking knowledge because they were cursed by it. So you say you have no other teacher except Christ, a Christian mountain. A mountain of illuminated teaching that is God-inside-minded, that benefits spirit at the cost of soul, at the cost of brain, at the cost of the curse, at the cost of pride, at the cost of all lust and greed and covetousness and love of power and authority even in Christianity. Because politics are everywhere in Christianity. People just want to ascend in power. They want to ascend in authority. I want power. Seek power. Well, seek the Holy Ghost. You need to seek the cross and return to your first love and be slain. And when you're slain, be raised. Don't just be crucified with him, but if you're crucified with the real him, you're simultaneously raised with him. Amen? You descend in humility and you ascend in wisdom you can't ascend in pride it's the mountain of Greece that we're at war against in American false Christianity that's all the stubbornness of knowledge and all the fake revelation of false mysticism false agape false teaching everywhere that you can sell in book knowledge that has no life in it it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that goes all the way up in the cosmic tree of the knowledge of good and evil and it's full-blown Egyptian sorcery it's full-blown necromancy of one-third of the angels and one-third of the stars that fell from heaven. When the stars became wandering, so did their hosts. And the dragon's tail swept one-third of the stars, and they have become the kingdoms of this world. And there's seven mountains of seven stars and their hosts, which are the flying demons of every rank and disorder of the nine angelic races that you could ever imagine. And they want to kill you. And most of you don't understand how they're successful. And you get bitter, it's always someone else's fault. It's my husband's fault, it's my wife's fault. It's never me when you're on those seven mountains of ego, seven mountains of pride. We need the one mountain of Calvary. So the mountain of the Lord, the tree of life, is the mountain of the Lord, and it is the mountain of Golgotha. Doesn't look small from up here, this mountain. It's as big as your faith is. It's as big as your cross is. It's as big as your purity in the seven spirit of God in your soul is. It's as big as your faith is right now in Jesus Christ. Exodus 19.22 Even the priests who come near must purify themselves. Now it says themselves. It's true. Self, self is soul, same exact thing. You got to purify your souls. You have no inheritance in Christ in this world unless you're purified of soul. Acts 20, 32, you get nothing from God. 
You have, you'll think you're suffering, you think you're obedient, you get all kinds of bewitched, and you're doing all kinds of strange fire out here on the mountain of Greece. You're not even on the mountain of the Lord. You're God outside minded, trying to be obedient. An angel told me to do this, an angel told me to do that. Well, you got seven mountains of 200 million fallen angels telling you what to do every day. Doesn't mean any of them are God. Doesn't mean any of them are Jesus. None of them are the Holy Spirit. It's all false Christianity. It's whole false world system. Babylon the Great has a whole system of Christianity in it. And every rank of Christianity even signs, wonders, miracles in it. Lying signs and wonders. Why? Because you're on a wrong mountain. You're not God inside-minded. You're not developing the Spirit. God's not your father. Pan is. The Greek God of knowledge. And Pan's labyrinth. So you never get what you thought you earned and deserved through all your Bible study, reading of the scripture, prayer, meditation, and doing works and giving to the poor and tithing. None of it works because you're not even in the kingdom. You have to repent and return to the kingdom within you and then everything works. The whole mountain of fire and lightning and angels become normal to you and you become purified. Those who know their God in union do great exploits it's a mystical union it's the kingdom it's a mountain it's the seed that was a pebble in daniel 4 that becomes the mountain of the lord in isaiah 2 the chief of all the mountain mountains in the last days slaughtering the mountains of you in this place you just feel those mountains of demonic government opposing the mountain of the lord in this audience i can feel it in you a seer doesn't just use vision in the eyes, but feeling of the ability of the angel formed in them. And it has to slaughter that stuff out of you. It has to remove seven mountains out of you. Mary Magdalene, in whom the Lord drove out seven mountains of seven demons, which are the seven princes of Satan. Seven prince principalities. It's true. Hallelujah. And we're very angry at those seven principalities, which you know means we're very happy with the mountain of the Holy Ghost. Very happy with the mountain of our Father's righteousness. And if we were not angry at the seven mountains, we would have no righteousness in the mountain of the Lord. You would just let injustice and wickedness run rampant everywhere in Christianity, but these are precious sheep to Jesus, the great shepherd, they're precious. He loves you so much that he will not keep you lost unless you want to be lost and you insist on staying lost in the earth dimension, which is the valley of the shadow of death. God has prepared a path for you to shine ever brighter until you have the full sun of righteousness pouring out your faces and they shall shine with their father like the sun in the kingdom of their father it is written they're gonna shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father forever jesus christ said in the red letters are you shining like the sun spiritually yes you're born again you love the word there's no way you'd watch any of this if you hated jesus unless you just have a death wish some of those twice dead people come in here they, did, they actually just want to die and so that's why they come around and fight righteousness it's true they're actually suicidal they hate their lives and they just want to be antichrist the bible says they love the wages of wickedness they love feeling dead 
It does something for them. There's sick people everywhere, guys. The Bible says many Christians go into Balaam's error and begin to love the wages and the payment of sin and sorcery and the knowledge of good and evil. They like how religious sin feels. They like how wickedness feels. Secretly, they're all perverted. Secretly, they're all full of lust. They slander, they abuse, they revile dignitaries. They even speak against the angelic host, Jude says. What is the payment and the reward of Balaam's error? Money. They love money. They love greed. For them, ministry is about money. It's not about pleasing the Father. They love the wages of being paid for religion. Woo! Now that's about 75% of Christian ministry out there, so prepare yourself for judgment. And it's going to be a good judgment from the breastplate of judgment from the mature ones. Judgment ain't coming just pie in the sky carried on a stick. Judgment's coming from hearts fully purified. When your obedience is complete, you'll be quick to discipline and destroy all disobedience around you. So you can tell my obedience went up a whole bunch of notches and so we're just disciplining all the disobedience in RLM Minneapolis and it's a wonderful thing. You get brighter, cleaner, purer. Some people ran away, some people get closer. You have same reaction every season of growing from glory to glory the last 23 years. The issue is when you have a greater obedience to a greater commandment of a greater word and a greater brightness and a greater purity because you let the Holy Ghost be your master and Lord and just lift you up into places you don't even really want to go to because it's so weird and different and no one's doing it and they're going to attack me, misunderstand me. We just established 195 monthly partners. Now we just lose every single one of them as we step into righteousness and we don't even care. Truth in you. And that's exactly what happened the last two months. And we don't even care because the righteousness, the glory, the power, the purity is on a completely different cosmic level. So now, through paying that price, through that level of suffering, for that measure of greater cosmic celestial lightning glory from the seven suns and seven stars can begin to thunder in a judgment upon the fallen angels and begin to judge the mountain of Greece that most Christians right now in the USA are standing on. They'll go all the way to the top. That's why they say doctor of divinity. You don't have that in the kingdom. You don't have any of those titles. If you're on this mountain, you can be the greatest apostle who ever lived, but they'll treat you the worst. They will because they're on a different mountain. It's mountain versus mountain in the end times. We want all your mountains to crumble. These, we want all your mountains to be cast into the sea, the crystal sea, which is a baptism. Until your seven mountains of your seven demons of your interior castle of your seven castles of your soul are tossed into the sea, into the mountain 
of the Lord that's at a liquid love baptism of crystal clear sparkling living water and your whole soul goes down and your whole brain goes down and all your bones go down and they're marinated in the death and burial of Jesus Christ then from that grows up wisdom you can only go as high as you've gone low in the seven mountains which were the seven demons of Mary Magdalene. It's just the whole world cast out of her. It's not just like you have a spirit of gluttony and you have the seven deadly sins in you. You have seven mountains in you. You have seven interior castles. It's everything in the soul and you can fit the entire universe into every single one of your souls. Since you can fit the God of the universe into your soul, I think the little speck of the marble of 150 billion galaxies will fit in there if God, who's bigger than the marble of the universe, can fit in there. And that's just reasonable for you to understand how big the soul realm is. You can get everything in there. You can get seven heavens in there. You can stand up seven heavens tall in Christ. But you're going to have to deal with everything that's inside your soul right now. You're going to have to get purified by the seven blazing torches. And it's the seven spirits of God every step of the way. The path of the seven thunders, seven thunders, the path of the seven lightnings, the path of the seven stars is written in Revelation. Why is it always seven? Because it's man's soul returning back into Father God's level of perfection. Seven, the number of perfection. He is raising your souls from the dead, from within you. Half of us are trying to help him on the outside. What do I need to do for you, God? He needs you to be purified from yourself. He needs you to take all that brain knowledge, put it in your belly, and die the deaths. Die spiritually, die mentally, die morally, die physically with Jesus into his baptism of death, and that's not optional you can't even mature to age 12 in the spirit until you're completely slaughtered with the lamb it's true that's what the bride of the lamb is it's those that have been slaughtered with him not physically with nail guns from home depot on two by fours like some of these crazy people but prophetically with the spirit of wisdom with the spirit of understanding with the spirit of might and the spirit of counsel and the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord as a menorah of God's Holy Spirit annihilating your souls into God the Father union which is a consummation of the ages there's seven days why because it's gonna take that long to get us built up as stubborn meatheads back up into the seven heavens that we had when we walked in the Garden of Eden but we fell so far it took a long time it took all the wisdom of all the prophets throughout all the ages Jeremiah Ezekiel Jesus Apostle Paul all the Apostles of the last 2,000 years all the kings, judges, priests, and prophets, Enoch, king of kings and lord of lords, Jared, Seth, Adam, and Eve, every single thing from Noah to this present time, there is a generation, and it's 14 times 14 times 14 in Luke and in Matthew. The genealogies of the Old Testament are in the New Testament, 
because 14 plus 14 plus 14 is the evergreen genealogies of Christ and you as Gentiles, now Jews, engrafted into the genealogy of the cultivated evergreen of the olive tree of life. And the olive tree is an evergreen which means it bears forth its fruit a thousandfold every month that doesn't have a winter. Its leaves never fade. Its leaves are always green, which means constant new life, constant freedom, constant abundance, continuous ever-increasing prosperity where leaf never withers and never falls and never dies. It's the 14 evergreens of science because we're into spiritual science now with God because we've matured past being Gnostic heretics of spirit only. Now we're taking our bodies with us. Now we're taking the flesh and blood part of us that God created in the beginning. And we don't have an understanding of how that gets saved, so we just only try to work on our spirit. God's trying to take your bodies with you into Zion. He definitely wants to take your brains in there because Scripture says you can't even metamorphosize as a Christian. Romans 12:2, unless he takes your brain with you. You're not transfigured by the removing of your brain, but by the renewing of your brain. Some of you need your brains back. You don't even have your brains, and it's obvious. Because of drugs, alcohol, rebellion, Jenny's sor sorcery, you actually misunderstood the gospel and took your brain and gave it to sorcerers. And they have it in the cosmic tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You gotta go get your body parts back. Some of you gotta take your hearts back, your organs back, your pancreas back, your kidney back. You gotta take your bones back. You gotta get your all your body back and then the stars of the heavens will return your body parts back to you that you gave to the enemy, usually out of complete ignorance, not understanding how the universe works. The Christ of Colossians who fills the universe with the Spirit, so the heavens are his throne. What do you do in the throne of the heavens? The second heavens are his throne. The earth is its footstool. What will you build for me? The third heaven is called the high heavens in the Bible. The heaven of heavens. Second heavens is the most commonly used heavens from Genesis to Revelation because that's what we lost in the curse of the fall. That's what we forfeited to the red dragon. Come on now. And two-thirds remain in their orbit in the second heavens, the path of the luminaries. Enoch's path. And you don't have to be influenced by the one-third out there that will try to pull you off the path of Enoch. So the higher you go up in Christ, the, the bigger the fall, unless you have all this teaching of righteousness, you have perfect Anakian wisdom to get so inoculated you're some earthly good. And the higher you go up, the greater you reign on the earth. Your pressure over the earth is currently in the same measure as your height in the heavenlies. And if you just cap it out just in your roof of your house or the roof of your church, you're living like mice. And the deep state and the, and the Democrats or even Republicans and politics and finances and work and bills and just life in the natural realm is a giant to you and your grasshoppers in the land. Because your cap and your faith are so tiny and your flesh and your unbelief are gigantic. Therefore, the enemy looks big all around you because you're completely and totally deceived through witchcraft and the truth of knowledge of good and evil that makes you look small and the devil look big, which is a lie. 
It's delusion. It's potent sorcery. It's strong delusion. If you repent and return to Jesus in your spirit at one, two, three, four years old in spirit in angelic form, you can start killing that stuff automatically, effortlessly, without even trying. You don't have to start a prayer chain. You don't have to call 10,000 people to pray and fast for 40 days for any of that junk because your inner man has the nine angelic races in it. It's a real Yahweh born of Yahweh. Yahweh only births Yahweh since you're born of Yahweh. Got to have that foundation first. Otherwise, you might think you're just a stinking, thinking creature down here that has some fire insurance buried under the filth of your heart. Well, that's not true. You have all God in your spirit therefore honor God with your bodies we attack sin because we don't want it in your body but if you just don't understand the message ever hearing but never understanding you'll actually kill yourselves the higher the level of the teachings and that's what happened in Enoch's generation they only listened soulishly and they followed him soulishly and the Bible says when they followed Enoch hearing him but not understanding they went up and died in ice they died and they didn't have any of the fruit of Enoch. They didn't have any of the wisdom of Enoch, any of the fire, any of the lightning. They wouldn't have any of the righteousness. Totally clueless, totally carnal. Got into sorcery because they didn't practice the purity that was necessary to live in the heavenlies. Purity, purity, purity. Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called sanctified, by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ, mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, while I was very di diligent to write to you concerning our coming salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for their condemnation, ungodly men, condemned to hell, you can just feel all the hypergrace people cringing right now. Oh my God. Who turned the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Man, we need holiness so desperately with so much false Christianity around. Not that we get into doom and gloom and not we get into hellfire and brimstone. That's barbaric. We get into Enoch. We get into righteousness and the fountain of wisdom. And we get into the archangels and start living at the standard of God's holy, innocent angel armies. And that that be the standard around you of cleanness. And that be the standard around you of excellence of the same angels who obey God perfectly. And even the mature angels in Jesus name. But I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. That's also called consummation which is when you come into physical union with the Father's lights, which is perfection. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, 
in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also, these dreamers defile the flesh. Very important. Jude uses the word dreamers because it's a type of spirituality, but it's defiled. It's Janes sorcery we're at war against in your brains. Understand that. This is Janes. Likewise, these dreamers, false mysticism without Daniel's excellence is a dreaming defilement against the Lord. They reject authority. They speak evil of dignitaries while they dream. It's like mysticism. It's basically sorcery guising as Christianity. You understand? That's the potent sorcerer Babylon the Great. Is having all the mysticism, but it's still in your soul and your spirit's like one years old in your belly and you're living out of a wrong dimension and you think you're right with God. Likewise, also these dreamers defile the flesh. They reject authority. They speak evil of dignitaries. Yet Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you! Exclamation point. You can shout that one out. A lot more verses about shouting than whispering. We need the shout of the archangel. We need the silver trumpet of God into the heart for you to change forms. But these speak of whatever they do not know. They speak evil of anything higher than themselves. Now understand, that's a character quality of Janne's black magic sorcery. Janne's and Jambres is all the magic arts of the cosmic tree of the knowledge of good and evil, also known as Kabbalah and Jewish sorcery, which is what's killing everyone on the whole planet right now. That's all the enemy uses. That's all secret societies are. That's all what deep state is in the Luciferian crown families of the 13 royal families of Europe. It's all this fake cosmic tree of the knowledge of good and evil pretending to be the tree of life. And it deceives the whole world. And it's real. They're out there and they're using a black sun to completely fill everyone with false light in the earth, even false Christianity. This is the time where even the elite could be deceived. Because every elite person I've ever seen has measures of deception. Because they don't understand the difference between the tree of knowledge and the tree of life. Tree of life is still God inside minded, but you're just higher and higher and higher. But at any point that you start to get into your head or start to get into your heart and your soul, you just go right into the shadow form of whatever your spirit legally through Christ ascended you to. You can fall at any level in this life. Beware that you stand unless you fall. Which means the mountain of the Lord, until you're physically lifted and transfigured physically at the right hand of God in the third heaven, as you ascend through all the sky in the second heaven, and you must. This ain't optional. You don't get an optional Christianity of the wilderness like 
It's just death. You just die horrible deaths and snakes will eat you and you die of poison, you die of sin, sin sickness and disease because you've rejected the calling of ascension to go up the mountain of the Lord and be there as it is written. Come up here and be on the mountain, God the Father told all Israel. And they said, no, we will not go up the mountain. You talk to God on the mountain. Let the fivefold talk to God on the mountain. And that was the birth of the Nicolaitan demon. The separation of full-time ministry. And God wanted all his people to be full-time ministers. In the marketplace as full-time ministers. 24-7 prayer in the temple of the Holy Ghost with rivers of living stars and righteousness and lightnings coming out of your very heart and mind even when you're resting because you're so high in the priesthood of Melchizedek. Because there's such an excellence and there's such a wisdom about you of climbing the mountain of the Lord and being there. The key is each peg up the mountain is a different degree of glory from glory to glory, dimension to dimension. And these dimensions are in the earth, in the sky, and above the sky to the sun, and the sun through all the paths of the stars, that's written in Enoch, to God the Father and the gate of the third heaven. And you can go up that high and you go right in with all your soul, your mind, your consciousness, and as you're climbing through the sun, you'll actually be able to see the throne of God through all the second heavens. You can lift your eyes up like Jesus did and see God. The pure in heart will see God. So all you need to see God, according to Jesus Christ, is purity. The purer your heart is, the higher you're lifted up by obedience and doing the works of the Holy Ghost and the seven spirits of God, casting those whole seven mountains, mainly Greece, a lot of Rome in you too, but Greece and Rome and all the kingdoms of this world just totally driven out of you into the crystal sea. Let them be completely incinerated and crushed out of all of your souls into the lake of fire. Then the mountain can lift you up. The mountain is your elevator into the heavens. But you can fall off the mountain anytime if you think it's about you. If you get into self, you get self-aware, what you do is just come right off the mountain and go up into the seven mountains and become a rider of the seven-headed beast and become a cosmic warlock. That's why if you, if you fall from the higher levels, you just go straight into higher levels of Jannies and Jambres sorcery. And that's why temptations get higher the higher you rise in Christ. Especially with money and success and business. Even ministry too, you see ministers fall pretty much every week in the planet. Very common. What level of temptation can seize you and pull you off the narrow way? Is it how much money would it take? How beautiful of a girl would it take? How much success in the realm of the natural to distract you from spiritual growth would it take? What would it take to purchase your soul from the Holy Spirit? That's temptation. A lot of people, it's just a job. A lot of people, it's just a certain me measure of money. A lot of people, it's just a certain level of beauty in a husband or a wife or comfort or some kind of pseudo-success in the realm of the natural. See, you need to have the standard of Jesus, which is success means that I'm taking my body into heaven. That is the standard of perfection that you take your bones into Zion that your bones get the inheritance of righteousness. If that's not your standard, you're living below God's standard for your life. Falling short of the glory is not living at Christ's level and standard. 
Christ's standard is normal Christianity. It's not just the pinnacle. He says of these ones who take him in their hearts and know him on the inside and realize the glory of Christ in them, it'll be their very standard. And your spirit loves that standard. Your soul detests it because it's full of unbelief and worldliness. And the seven mountains, mainly Greece, which is just freaking knowledge, Bible knowledge of the mountain of Greece that has less than zero to do with Mount Zion or the kingdom of heaven. And so you're cursed. You're cursed with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because you've been building on seven mountains instead of the mountain of the Lord himself, God in you, building his kingdom, his own mountain. We don't trust God more than we trust ourselves because our faith is so small. God's a master builder. That's what apostle means. Jesus is an apostle. That's written in Hebrews 9.11, the apostle of faith. All apostleships, which is fatherhood, comes from the Father, Jesus. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah calls Jesus the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It is written in the Bible. So the fathering of Jesus Christ as apostle has to be from one mountain in your spirit. And it's constantly facing seven interior castles that are just full of absolute deception and serpents and reptiles and amphibious lust of the frog spirits of the false prophet tempting the soul into contracts with the realm of the dead killing everyone under the sun and deceiving everyone in the world. And if you want success against Babylon's potent sorcery, you're going to have to be totally baptized into Zion's fire and lightning. And this mountain can't intimidate you like the cowards who died in the wilderness saying, don't speak anymore. Turn it off. Turn the Joel's bar off at that point. We can't stand it. Lest they hear it and die to Satan in their hearts. We're so deceived. It's like, I don't have a demon. I don't need deliverance. That's what people say. They say, I'm already clean. I've judged myself. I haven't done anything wrong. There's nothing overtly wrong in my life. I go to Wednesday night Bible study. You know, I'm really a good one. I do all the extra stuff. I fold the chairs after the service. I stick around to see if pastor needs help. We do the stuff and I'm telling you, and do that stuff. Don't be lazy. Help your pastors, help your leaders. But I'm telling you now, a lot of us still don't understand the excellence of letting the Lord build as a master builder and apostle of faith. All apostleships of the 12 apostles, of the 12 pearls, of the 12 stars, of the heavenly and cosmic tree of life in Jerusalem come from building the human spirit at the expense of all the kingdoms of this world in the human soul. Hora Babylon is Christianity in the seven mountains of the human Christian soul. And they think these seven mountains are the kingdom and they're the most deceived anti-Christ people in the entire universe. The Bible says that these soulish, horror Babylon Christians are the house of every unclean spirit and every foul and detestable beast of the field. The kingdom of hell lives in uncircumcised hearts of Christian believers. I saw the hordes of hell marching. Final quest chapter Uno. And they were only marching inside Christian souls. 
And that's pretty obvi obvious if you just look around here today. Is he talking about me? It's all of us. And let the cross slay all of us together with Christ to be one new man. A cosmic crucified Christian church that's off the earth in the heavenlies and no longer at strife, no longer full of seven mountains of opinions and demons and Greece and Rome and every fallen kingdom of the fallen angels in our hearts and just applying the teachings of the sons of God to our own carnal convenience. Oh, the church of Laodicea. Gotta get burnt up in this place burnt up in the human race and let there be a double portion towards you who really want it you come here physically that means you get a double portion physically of judgment from the breastplate of judgment and the 12 stars of the 12 pearls of galactic power and authority and stars that produce lightnings through your flesh and blood he ain't gonna pour out a trickle on your head so you can dream dreams and have visions and start a ministry with the gifts of the Spirit. You can get stuffed and cast into hell. 2,000 year old Pentecostalism can be thrown in the lake of fire. 2,000 years later, you're gonna produce wisdom and righteousness at an Enoch level or just forget about walking with God. He's not doing 2,000 year old Christianity. He's always doing a new thing and you've never seen it before. God is always doing a new thing. The river is always producing something new. Behold, I make all things new. Your understanding of the word of God is being made new by the renewing of your brains. Receive lightning from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ into your minds. Stop playing games in Babylon. Stop playing games in Greece. Stop making excuses for yourself. Stop blaming others. Assume responsibility. You be the scapegoat. You be the goat they lay hands on that's sent into the wilderness, Azazel. Be ascribed all wickedness and let him disappear through you as a crystal clear priest and all the power of the crystal clear sparkling river of life will make you clear and clean and then it'll be obvious that you're operating in the cosmic priesthood of Melchizedek the tree of life these stars are clear what color is the sun clear can you see it in here all energy in here it comes from the sun in the natural realm you're in the natural realm your body's right here it's clear invisible God spiritual and natural light are one in Christ and until your spirits are built up through your souls there will be a separation there will be a misunderstanding there will be hearing and never understanding there will be perceiving but never seeing because you're seeing out of darkness you're seeing out of seven mountains and seven stars of wandering Janis and Jambres sorcery and religion and false fake hypnotism of Christianity that's trying to kill you these demons love Christianity as long as it's soulish. When they see it's actually spirit and it's actually wisdom and you're partnered with Zion and you're married to Zion, you're married to the cross and you're actually building up your spirit, praying always in the Holy Spirit, developing your spirit into a spiritual stature of piercing the darkness of your soul, 
piercing the seven interior castles like seven mountains that fell from heaven in your own soul, piercing the world, piercing everything that can be pierced. Behold, I bear in my body the piercings of Christ. You think he got shredded from the inside out? Where do you think the bright morning star went? Acts chapter 9. Encounter when he got smitten from all of his goat pride of serving Pan and Molech and Remphon as a Pharisee and an Antichrist, which half of Christians on this planet who speak in tongues already are now anyway, serving the fallen angels and thinking they're right with the gifts of the Spirit. The enemies of Christ. You have to slay your souls. You have to slay your abilities. You need to crucify your hearts and everything in your feelings, emotions, everything in your mindsets, not once continuously being purified through the mountain of the Lord, crucifixion with Christ. Not a one-time cross, an ever-increasing cross. At any time you get off the cross, you are witches of rebellion. That's why people, they have the cross one season of their life and they're like, I'm refined in fire. Now I can come down off the cross and just live for myself, find me a hot wife, have three kids and go to work and make money and go on vacation twice a year and store up my 401k and do all this natural worldly jambres success and just be a demon the rest of their life. The Bible forbids that, calls it complacent satisfaction. That ain't the wisdom of success in the kingdom of heaven's marketplace that's totally serving the fallen angels in rebellion. You need the cross to grow in you as a mountain and take all your works on the mountain. That's where Moses learned excellence on the mountain. It was the cross. The Old Testament says they heard the gospel, which was Christ crucified. And they didn't believe it and they all died of unbelief, it is written. Moses believed it because he's talking face to face with Jesus every day and he believed it so much that he'd conquered death. There wasn't a single sign of old age on his face, Deuteronomy 34, at 120 years old in the Old Covenant. Moses is the Old Covenant. Even the Old Covenant conquered death. It is written. And the angel of the Lord had to kill him and Michael the archangel took his body from Satan. So Moses is in the flesh in the third heaven now. He's constantly interacting with anyone that rises. Moses and the Lamb standing on Zion. So you're doing the works of Zion with Jesus and Moses in the royal law. Not the law of these seven mountains of fallen angel hypocrites with three trillion pages of Freemason lawyer garbage that needs to burn in a lake of fire and all these corrupt organizations run by warlocks of Kabbalah that will burn in hell forever. God forbids a witch to even live, it is written. They're losing their minds out there from practicing Kabbalah. You can't even speak intelligence anymore like they could in the 80s and 90s to manipulate the whole human race. They're sounding like Satan. They're looking like Satan. And people are waking up to their overlord sorcerers as they see them on social media. They can't even talk. Lying to them boldly through their teeth as demons with skin on. Sons and daughters of sorcery and Kabbalah. Daughters of the Eastern Star. And all the politics and branches of finances and teaching and pharmaceutical. And every area of society filled with trained witches of the fallen angels. And God wants to destroy them from the face of the earth. 
He doesn't want to save a witch. He wants to kill a witch. But you are so kind in false Christianity that you'll just be nice to these people trying to feed you in new wars. They'll try to kill you with diseases that they created in laboratories to kill you and your families. And you just say, pray for your enemies. You pray from earth like dogs to your sorcerers and the heavens are brass because of your immaturity. Rise on your crosses into the sun and let lightning come from the sun of righteousness when you come into a level of age 12 in the spirit and begin to strike the wicked oppressors of your cities, your counties, your states, your provinces in Canada, and all the federal government and its 16 branches, and all the European nations, and all the weird crap Switzerland's doing in economics. These sorcerers of the economy are the worst warlocks who've ever lived. It's the highest ranking demons on the Kabbalah Christmas tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they got a pan-goat-breasted demon on the top of the duality of Kabbalah. It's a breasted goat, Pan, the sorcerer of confusion, Satan of all Satans. And we need him thrown down in the lake of fire by a people that rise up in the true tree of life, in a maturity like Enoch, to stand and sit on the throne of David at the top of the second heavens and enter the third heaven and then go back down into the second heaven and smite these demon gods with lightnings and thunderings and execute the judgment written upon the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the cosmos into a lake of fire that will never touch earth as a crystal sea our footstool very precious to the Lord down below and then the earth will be tilled in righteousness and that is the end of the matter amen we're not done yet <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> smoke some seven lightnings. You're gonna need it up here. <clears throat> you can smoke the seven stars as your floor, and you can smoke the seven lightnings as your ceiling as you walk the paths of Enoch's seven stars, commands the Lord God Almighty. This is it, the consummation of the ages over all the fallen angels and their sons. The book of Enoch, chapter 10 and 11. Then said the Most High, the Holy and Great One spake, and he sent Uriel to the son of Lamech, and said to him, Go to Noah, and tell him in my name, Hide thyself, and reveal to him the end that is approaching, that the whole earth will be destroyed, and a deluge is about to come upon the whole earth, and will destroy all that is on it, and now instruct him that he may escape and his seed may be preserved for all the generations of the world. And again the Lord said to Raphael, Bind Azazel hand and foot and cast him into the darkness and make an opening in the desert which is in Dudiel and cast him therein and place upon him rough and jagged rocks and cover him with darkness and let him abide there forever and cover his face that he may not see light and on the day of the great judgment he shall be cast into the fire and heal the earth which the angels have corrupted and proclaim the healing of the earth 
that they may heal the plague and that all the children of men may not perish through all the secret things that the watchers have disclosed and have taught their sons and the whole earth has been corrupted through the works that were taught by Azazel to him ascribe all sin another word in Hebrew for Azazel is scapegoat Jesus is our Azazel and to Gabriel and the Lord proceed against the bastards and the reprobates and against the children of fornication and destroy the children of fornication and the children of the watchers from amongst men and cause them to go forth send them one against the other that they may destroy each other in battle like Gideon's 300 but it's a cosmic level that's what's gonna happen down here we're gonna get really really high an Enoch's path of righteousness start living above the Sun practicing the stars of Enoch the stars of God the Father's lights and names in our flesh and blood gonna become cosmic garment Christians real Israel of God 12 stars 12 pearls and what that's going to do is cause everything on the earth that is reprobate, that is not redeemable, to kill itself. That's exactly how it's going down, like the days of Noah. Send them one against the other, that they may destroy each other. This is scripture now. In battle, for length of days shall they not have, and no request that they their fathers make of thee shall be granted unto their fathers on their behalf. For they hope to live an eternal life and that each of one of them would live 500 years. And the Lord said unto Michael, Go, bind Semjaza and his associates who have united themselves with women so as to have defiled themselves with all in all their uncleanness. And when their sons have slain one another, and they have seen the destruction of their beloved ones, bind them fast for seventy generations in the valleys of the earth, till the day of their judgment and of their consummation. Which means your union with the Father and His lights, which is your cosmic garments, celestial garments, union with the Father's stars, the two-thirds that did not fell, and their hosts, in your flesh and blood, in the second heavens, is the consummation that brings the judgment over all the fallen angels. And there will be no judgment until we are consummated with the Father over the fallen angels. That is the final judgment. Amen. The judgment that is forever and ever is consummated it is written in those days they shall be led off to the abyss of fire and to the torment and the prison in which they shall be confined forever and whosoever shall be condemned and destroyed will from thenceforth be bound together with them to the end of all generations and destroy all the spirits of the reprobate and the children of the watchers because they have wronged mankind. 
destroy all wrong from the face of the earth and let every evil work come to an end and let the plant of righteousness and truth appear and it shall prove a blessing the works of righteousness and truth shall be planted in truth and joy forevermore and then shall all the righteous escape how do the righteous escape they walk up into the stars by the morning star in them that lifts them up into the cosmos truth anyhow i mean you can be as raptured as you have faith for all the time amen gotta start god inside minded but they shall all escape through righteousness you understand that anything that doesn't practice righteousness will not escape in the coming judgment any christian who remains stubborn down here has rejected jesus completely and will die with the fallen angels and go to hell eternally it's exactly what it says because the righteous escape but everything on the earth that doesn't go up in the stairway of righteousness the path of enoch the path of elijah in the river of life will be utterly destroyed in all the earth and it's only years away guys just months away and they shall live till they beget thousands of children and all the days of their youth and their old age shall they complete in peace the righteous will inherit the earth everything down below the righteous just gets totally annihilated but the righteous actually will be over the earth tilling the earth in righteousness having every single good thing in it like canaan when they had a lateral old covenant now this is the cosmos and the whole earth in the vertical new covenant <laughs> then shall the whole earth be tilled in righteousness and shall be planted with trees and be full of blessing and all desirable trees shall be planted on it and they shall plant vines on it behold the new earth and the vine which they plant thereon shall yield wine in abundance like the days of noah but it'll be a different wine it won't be alcohol it'll be the love of god the father at his level of purity that most of you can't even imagine right now but it'll be intoxicating it'll be perfected joy it'll be like drunk on lightnings that's the only thing i can com compare it to in my christian walk thus far it's like being drunk on cherubim lightning but that's not even close to what it's going to be like of how much cosmic celestial third fourth fifth sixth seventh heaven wine our seven heaven spirits and then the intoxications of those realms above god's throne will be totally planted on the earth it's better than anything you could ever imagine that's why the incentive to practice righteousness now is so high it's so great it needs to be laid out before your very face so you know the stakes and the rewards of righteousness and the stakes of the rewards of wickedness wickedness is utter foolishness and it needs to be exposed as foolishness righteousness is complete and total perfected wisdom and it's absolute madness 
to reject righteousness. And people are mad everywhere, so they just reject righteousness to their own destruction. We have to teach against that madness. It's true. We have to teach righteousness at the expense and destruction of madness. We're fighting madness in people's souls everywhere right now. And the clearer and the more perfect our teaching of righteousness, it would just cleanse their minds and hearts. Be like, a spell was on me. And the spell will be exposed. Man, I was freaking confused. I was so lost. I was lost, but now I'm found. Now I can see the path. I got my mind and my brain and my body parts, my organs, my heart, my bones back from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I was engrafted in the wrong tree in the garden. I was on the seven mountains of the fallen angels and their fallen stars were the lights in my brains. Now I'm in the true path of righteousness and the bright morning star. True light has come into the world. And no longer do they hate true light because their works were evil and darkness. But they love true light and they love the mountain of true light and they love the path of true light and they love the tree of true light and despise every other tree except the tree of Calvary, Christ and Him crucified, our marriage feast. Wine in abundance. And as for all the seed which was sown thereon, each measure of it shall bear a thousand, and each measure of olives shall yield ten presses of oil. And cleanse thou the earth from all oppression, and from all unrighteousness, and from all sin, and from all godlessness, and all the uncleanness that is wrought upon the earth. Destroy it from off of the earth. By how? By your anointing, by your oil, by your elevation, by your righteousness by your union and consummation with the stars of God the Father in your flesh and blood. And all the children of men shall become righteous. And all nations shall after offer adoration, worship, and praise Jesus Christ. And the earth shall be cleansed from all defilement and from all sin and from all punishment and from all torment and I will never again send upon them a curse from generation to generation forevermore. I will never again send a curse upon the earth. A curse free existence where there is only heaven on earth. What's the path to producing world peace guys? Practicing righteousness in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Bless you with the teaching and the preaching of righteousness and the mysteries of righteousness into your spirits to slay everything in your souls, all the worldliness, especially Greece. Now that's the main one he's focusing on in Pan, that breasted demon god Pan of Greece that really deceives all Christians right now. That's what caused the Laodicean church to come about. That principality just be annihilated out of your hearts and annihilated out of your minds. And the mountain of the Lord rise right up and fill your hearts and fill your minds with one mountain. God is one and his body is one in all the earth and the bride is one in all the world who practice true righteousness forever. 
Amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Glory. You're not done. Yeah! Enoch 11. And in those days I will open the store chambers of blessing which are in the heaven, so as to send them down upon the earth over the work and labor of the children of men. And truth and peace shall be associated together throughout all the days of the world and throughout all the generations of men. Amen.
Lord of 